We've got an artist with a diverse musical background, and she's also a voice actress here on the Music Universe podcast. Oh, Matt, how's it going today? Oh, it goes excellent. Uh, really getting used to this. <laughs> really getting used to it. It's kind of weird, but I may not want to go back to the office after this. Oh, I hear you, bro. I mean, I'm I'm a homebody for the most part, and... Uh, I'm kind of digging it a little more than I was afraid I would be because um, <clears throat> I'm so focused on the website and podcast. I'm kind of, you know, putting off some other home stuff, you know, cleaning and laundry and anything else you can think of. But uh, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited about all the um, guests we've had and the future guests who are coming and uh, the time that we get to spend just chatting with them and chatting about them and uh, putting all these uh, podcasts together and, of course, just publishing news whenever uh, whenever it becomes available. You know, absolutely. And sp you just got a new house, didn't you, a little while ago? How's that unpacking coming? Uh, it's, I mean, I've been mostly unpacked. It's just kind of organizing. The garage is my next step, which is... I'd say 90 And it'll be your next step for 20 years if that's the way garages go. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's been uh, organized for the most part. Uh, over the weekend, I kind of went in there, did some more stuff, bought some um, more storage bins, which I went and picked up uh, from, you know, the, the pickup st sections of the parking lot of the store and um, put them in my garage and came back inside and started working again. So they're still sitting out there stacked, open ready to be put away with stuff in them, but there's nothing in them. And I just haven't done it yet. Been too busy. Absolutely. No, I've been busy too. You know, some days I wake up at 6.45 and, and come down here and I turn around, it's three o'clock. Oh. You know, eight hours goes by. Exactly. It's just, you know, the time off, the quarantine time in the house, if you're focused on something, and I think that's the goal. I mean, it's okay to take time to be sad and anxious and I don't want to discount that, but... You have to be productive because that's how the day is going to go by. Whatever oh, you yeah. count as productive. Binge watching Netflix, you know, and, and just using that to pass the time, that's fine. You know, being a creator like us, that's great as well. I, so I've been trying to keep the TV off, or at least I have it on in the background typically, but I've been trying to keep it off mostly so I can just focus on these podcasts. I mean, the other night I spent four hours before I knew it was... 12:15 and it's like okay I finally wrapped up what I what I need to get done and then um the night after that I spent another couple hours doing putting together marketing stuff for them so it's just kind of uh kind of flying by when you're not paying attention to the time and actually focused on your work so it, it's it's all mm -hmm. good absolutely and I mentioned your house you and we're about to talk to somebody who I think has two houses maybe three overseas three, I don't know yeah. she's she is one of the most eclectic and awesome characters I've ever gotten to talk to. A singer, musician, songwriter. Uh, she does great song covers. She's a voiceover actress. She's a budding pilot. Carrington McDuffie. Uh, if you don't know the name, you want to know the name because you will fall in love instantly. This was this was a cool interview. It there's no way to describe it. It was just cool. Yes, and she she can chat, and she kept us entertained. She kept us on our feet, I'll tell you, because sometimes you just never know. And, uh, you know, she's narrated over 200 audiobooks, 
and you'll probably recognize some of the names and I'll let her explain that to you. Um, also, um, if you're into the World of Warcraft game, she actually plays a shamanic Scottish dwarf. She, she that's her. She voices one. So, um, without further ado, it's Carrington McDuffie. And we welcome Carrington McDuffie to the Music Universe podcast. How are you doing today, Carrington? I'm doing just great. How are you? Not too bad. You know, we're keeping that social distancing going, but um, we just wanted to see how, um, well, first we want to thank you for your time. I know you're super busy with everything going on, you know, having to stay home and everything, but we just wanted to uh, chat with you and um, see how you were making the most of your social distancing. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm actually having a really great time on my sofa with my electric ukulele with a couple of new song ideas. That's, you know, I'm mostly doing that right at the moment. Uh, there are many projects that are floated all the time. I'm in contact with my, with a couple of different audio engineers who are working on tweaking some mixes for singles that are coming up in the spring and summer. So I'm working on those long distance. But mainly it's a good time for writing, especially because it's raining right now. It makes it even more isolating. What city are you in? I'm in Austin, Texas. Nice. Woo. Yeah. Now where are you? Wait a minute. Where are you guys? I'm uh I'm New York slash Pennsylvania. I live in New York, but we came back to my parents' home to wait this out. And uh, Buddy's in uh, California in Bakersfield. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I like knowing where you are. We've got plenty of distance here. You know, oh yeah. No problem with the distance thing. <laughs> no, we got that covered. But, but, but I see you split your time between Austin and Seattle. Were you there when it kind of, forgive the indelicacy, but when it all hit the fan, so to speak, were you in Washington? No, I was actually in Glasgow, uh, which is, uh, I'm starting to split my time in three ways now because I have a fantastic five-piece Scottish band there. And I was um, just on my way home, and I just kind of barely made it back from Glasgow Scotland back to Austin as this was all all hitting the fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad you made it back safely. And um, just uh, to kind of divert a little bit, you have the coolest first name. How, how did you get that? <laughs> I was named, uh, that's a family name. I have two, I have, all my names are last names because I have two middle names also that are last names. So they're, they're all, it's, it's a waspy thing. So that I was named after, a branch of my maternal grandfather's family. So my, my grandfather, Maximilian Carrington Langdon Van Norden, I got his one of his names um, as my first name, even though it's a last name. What can I say? So I was named after my grandfather. That's pretty cool. Well, I love stories. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever... Did, Growing up, was there ever a rebellious phase? You didn't want to be Carrington. You wanted to be something else. I mean, how did you, how did you feel about it? Oh, I know. I never felt that. Always, I felt very at home with my name. No, that was always my name. That was that was always good. I was rebellious about other things and probably still am, but but not my <laughs> name. <laughs> you have, you know, it's part of the part of the job, I guess. Be a little bit rebellious. Yeah, totally. Well. I I'm really enjoying your music, and one thing that I found, 
especially in this time, these times, actually our local station is, is airing country is airing Christmas music, uh, this week because of all of this, uh, quarantining. But one of the first things to pop up on YouTube are your holiday, uh, Christmas music covers. And I'm just, I just wanted to tell you, first of all, beautiful voice, beautiful vocals. What inspired you to do those holiday albums, uh, that those holiday cuts that you have? Well, I, I have to do a Christmas song, right? I got to chime in with that. It's just kind of part of the of the uh, the rhythm of things. Um, mm-hmm. And I've selected songs that I felt I had a different take on that I wanted to explore further. So in 2019, just a few months ago, I did a really rocking version, slightly demented rocking version of Blue Christmas, which has always been done as kind of a sad song, but I did it as from the point of view of maybe more sort of like annoyance, you know, like she's annoyed <laughs> that her man, <laughs> whoever it is that she wants isn't there and should be there and it's not the way it ought to be. And also uh, in that case, I think a lot of people have a tough time at Christmas. I mean, we, we put a lot of really good window dressing on it and for sure the lights of Christmas, that's my favorite part. But there are a lot of people who don't have family and a lot of people who have a rough time over Christmas. And I thought, well, let's, you know, allow that to be expressed as well. So I, I allowed some ire into the Christmas spirit with that version of Blue Christmas. And and I guess the same, I'd say the same about the other covers that I've done. It's not that I've done them to make them sound angry, but uh, to bring something different to them. And, and I think it's a sign of a classic song when it can be interpreted in many different ways. And so I, I've tried to pick classics and do, you know, do a different spin like the I have a sort of a samba version of um, of Let It Snow, very sexy kind of samba, soft version from the girl's point of view, um, that sort of thing. So that that's how I've chosen them. I, I, it's, it's an intuitive choice. I have to come up with one for, for this year. Pretty soon, actually, I have to start thinking about that. Hmm. Maybe it's cold outside? Just I, you know, it's, I know that's such a great song. I feel like it's been done so well that I hesitate to approach it again in the same way. And I don't have an inspiration of how to do it differently, but believe me, that was at the top of my list. I do have another one in mind, which I'll keep under the hat until I, until I really decide and start producing it. Well, if you are taking requests, one of my favorites is uh, Christmas, please come baby, please come home and please come home for Christmas. Okay. Those might be some feeling. (laughs) Okay, baby. Those might might need need redoing. There you go. Now, now having this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. In the middle of the well, not quite the middle of the year, but the end of March, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think we are. Oh no, we have one more March day. Tomorrow is a March day, also. Yeah, 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 we're we're almost April. Um, not to jump, uh, put your music aside or anything, but you're, you mentioned you're splitting your time between three cities. You're also splitting your time between music and doing voiceovers and, um, and as some voice acting as well, if you can tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's just crazy is what I can tell you about that. That's crazy along with the three cities and the four names. I, uh, I do a lot of, um, audiobook narration and the reason for that is, well, I just got into that end of the business. I, I've done a lot of other kinds of voiceover, but 
I like audiobook narration because you can really sink your teeth into it and you can wind up doing a lot of, you never know what you're going to get cast for. You can wind up doing a lot of character work and dialect work um, and, uh, and get in depth on subjects that you wouldn't necessarily have chosen. Sometimes I get cast for things that, that I actually do know quite a bit about. And that's also gratifying biographies are especially fa uh, often fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's long form narration that you've got to have stamina to do that work. I've also done, you know, voices for video games and some commercial work, not a lot, but, um, and also uh, uh, documentaries, some documentary narration uh, museums, you know, interactive museum things, kind of thing i can't think of the right word right now not feeling very articulate gotcha uh yeah some of the uh can you name some of the titles maybe guys people can check out and uh hear your uh, beautiful voice oh yeah well let's see um let me see what i can remember that i've done recently well if you are at all interested in forensic science i just narrated an absolutely fascinating book called teasing secrets from the dead written hmm. by one of America's foremost um, scientists actually in her field as a forensic pathologist. Um, she, uh, and I can't remember the name of the author, I'm sorry, but what a great book, absolutely fascinating about the work she does. She was on the ground at 9-11 um, and at uh, the Branch Davidians in Waco, sorting out all the remains from, so it's kind of grisly. But but very scientifically told, fascinating, wonderful kind of uh, an account by this really brilliant woman whose name I don't remember. But teasing secrets from the dead. I've narrated some Harlan Coben. It's been a while since I've done Harlan Coben, but that's a big name that people will recognize. Biographies are among my favorite um, type of book to narrate, and I've done biographies of of uh, Pussy Riot. Oh wow! Uh, one, yeah. Uh, what was the name of that? Uh, our words will. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of that. I'll I'll think of it in a minute. But Pussy Riot, um, Joni Mitchell. I've done a Jack mm -hmm. Kerouac biography by one of his girlfriends from earlier in his life. I think someone that he knew when he was younger. That one's fascinating. The Pussy Riot title is called Words Will Break Cement. The passion of Pussy Riot. Those girls are amazing. I'm not sure exactly what they're up to right now. Um, so <laughs> Causing those, a riot somewhere. Uh, one that you, I, yeah, I hope they're, you know, stirring up trouble somewhere in Russia together with <laughs> Edward Snowden, you know? And there was another one I wanted to mention. If it comes uh, back to my mother, well, what you'll see in the airport, there's a, an author whose work I, um, I narrate, uh, Amy, um, uh, what is her last name? I'm not great at with names, but uh, and you'll also find one called The Paris Wife, which is about Hemingway, and that's in every airport bookstore. That's all over the place. And that's a story of uh, Hemingway from the point of view of his first wife, and I guess that's been a bestseller for, for many a long year. So those are some examples, if that gives an idea. I've done Quantum Mechanics, if you're interested in that, which I happen to love. I, I narrate um, a lot of the the uh, quantum physics books by one of Harvard's, you know, department heads, Lisa Randall, I think her name is. I do her books. If you're interested in the Hadron Collider or any of that stuff. Oh, you're very um, versatile. 
yeah, yeah. you know, they, yeah, I'll read what you put in front of me as long as I don't object to it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Does do the two things support each other? Because I'm sitting here thinking your voice is so crisp, it's so clear. Your music is so unique and varied. Do you find little moments from the reading uh, and the way you read dramatically seeping into the music or vice versa that some some kind of musical vocal technique goes into the reading? I mean, is there a is there a yin and yang there at all? For sure. They inform each other. Absolutely. I I would say that my narration, I tend to have a melodic delivery. I mean, unless it's really very straight and has to be super serious. Um, and when it comes to storytelling, there's a lot of melody in, in narration, to my mind. All the other narrators that I know have a background in theater, which I have none of whatsoever. They all have training as actors, which I don't have. I approach it as a vocalist and you know, a writer. So, um, absolutely melody comes in when I'm, when I'm narrating. And I've always done a lot of uh, spoken word in performance and also brought it into my, um, my songwriting. And I find that when I'm on stage, I think because of all of the experience I've had behind the microphone, narrating complex passages of God only knows what I can sort of break into spoken word if I want to mid-song or if I'm on a line I'll tell you the truth actually if I'm if I'm singing and it's a rough day and I'm not going to hit that high note you know I'll break into spoken word instead because (laughs) why not you know and why not it's uh, it's it's better than hitting the note wrong oh absolutely and or using uh, auto-tune that so many people do I'd rather have it be authentic than be fake you know yeah, for live. I mean, everyone has to t- do a little tuning of their vocals in the studio, but um, but live, no, I wouldn't. Oh, I would feel enslaved to a machine in a way that I like machines, but not, not in that situation. Yeah. Right, right. Now, looking over some of your... Um some of your other work that you're working on, um, you, you mentioned your recording. Um, now, is that still being planned for April with things going on? And please tell us about oh, yeah. the rocking cover of Casey Musgraves' Follow Your Arrow that you're working on. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to get on stage with that one. Yes, the record is still coming out April 24th. We are not waiting. We are moving ahead in the midst of the madness. The world is always a mad place, so why not now? Yeah, and it's we need something to listen to. Yeah, we need. We, we got to keep moving. We need fresh. We need to stay fresh, right? We need. Mm-hmm. So that comes out the twenty fourth. I have a single draping on fr- Friday, this Friday, called "The Way You Were Mine," which is the fourth single, uh, uh, fourth uh, track on the record. So that, yes, that's all going forward. We're excited about it. I'm just starting to get airplay in L.A. and, well, all over and in the U.K. and BBC and college radio and Americana radio, a lot, a lot of radio activity. We're excited about that. And Spotify is, is moving. Um, it's great. So uh, we're, 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 we're releasing. You bet we are. Um, and then follow your arrow. Yeah. What a great song that is. I, started playing around with that last summer when I was on tour in the UK and I had three different guitarists on that tour 
this isn't what you asked, but I'll, I'll just explain that. It, it was an no, eight-week tour. Yeah, it was Love an eight-week tour. Yeah, stories are good, right? And my first first guy that I had who was great wound up with carpal tunnel in his wrist, and he had to drop out of the tour. And then I had he's an English guy, and then I had an American who was living in London, who uh, I found through uh, my engineer in Austin at the last minute, where I was. I really needed somebody, and I was talking to my guy in Austin, and he was finishing a mix-up for me and asked me if there was anything else I needed, and I said, yes, I need a guitarist in London right now. And so he said, call this guy. So I called that guy, Carter Arrington. He came on the tour, and he was with me for a couple weeks. And, uh, and then I got a Scottish guy, and that was a guy. And I started working with him, John Gray, on... Follow Your Arrow, because that song had been in my mind, and we I really wanted to rock it. It needed, it's just a great, and there's an example, a good example of a classic song that can take a different treatment. And I felt that it has a, a, a kind of the quality of an anthem, and an anthem can always be rocked. So I thought, let's do that, and started playing it that way, and then John Gray got with me, and he's a great uh, classical player and also electric guitarist from Glasgow. And we were doing an electric duo and we started doing it that way and then put it into a four piece band and, and we recorded it there and we recorded basic tracks in Glasgow in, in uh, August. And then I tracked the vocal in Seattle when I was back there in September. And then I did some overdubbing in Austin the last couple months. And it's, it's really filling out beautifully. Then I was back in Glasgow rehearsing it with those guys again. So it's, it's just been building for several months and I'm really stoked about it. I'm not, we don't have, we haven't assigned a release date to it yet, but I'm thinking uh, this summer is what I'd like to do. We have to read what's going on globally and respond to that. You know, I'm supposed to be at a festival in Scotland at the end of July. So I'd like to release it before that. And I'd like for that festival to happen. Oh yeah. So many have been canceled. It's just upsetting. I know. I know. I know. People need music and facebook live only goes so far you know oh yeah i agree how has your work been impacted your shows your gigs even with the audio uh with the audiobooks how has that been impacted uh your career been impacted by this sort of worldwide stoppage of everything all at once you know isn't it amazing what's going on is really kind of it's it's so horrific, and there's kind of also this cool thing to it where we're all going, what? At the same time, I was scheduled to perform South by at South by Southwest, the Red Gorilla Festival, which is runs together with South by Southwest. So of course those showcases were canceled, and oh, I had a great five piece band set right here in Austin. We rehearsed our asses off, and oh well, so that didn't happen. Uh, and then. You know, aside from that, I mean, I'm mostly in production right now. I was planning on summer performances in the UK, and all of that is so up in the air. I can't, I can't really answer that question. I don't know what will be canceled and what will go forward. And even the things that go forward will be affected by other things having been canceled, and we don't even know really how they'll be affected. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. But when it comes to the narration work, well, that's something that can be done... You can stay at home and do that if you have a home studio. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm not working on a project right now, although I was just 
contacted by a, a publisher about a about a new title that I don't know if they'll cast me for it or not. But if they do, I'll be getting right to work on that. Um, and I can't say what it is because it hasn't come out yet. But um, that it's possible still to go forward with that. I think the uh, the business. I, I'm assuming people are still, you know, we're all hungry for content, maybe even more than usual. People aren't commuting, which is when most people listen to audiobooks. So that's different. But people are really needing things to see. We, you know, we all need entertainment. We're so entertainment oriented. We, we mm-hmm. you know, it's like cutting a baby off from the bottle. We're like, where am I not playing? Right. Mama This is what this is what what COVID has reduced us to baby noises. I know, right? (laughs) And you're really good at them, by the way. (laughs) You're really good at them, by the way. You were really good at that. That was I can play a baby really well, especially a Scottish baby. I do especially well. Yeah, sounds the same. <laughs> so, buddy, I know I said it was your turn, but that actually, speaking of hobbies and different things, unless I read your bio wrong, you fly aircraft. Is this correct? Well, I, you know, I can sit in a pilot seat and in a small plane. We're talking about trainer planes. Um, with an instructor on my right, and I can keep a plane in the sky. That's, you know, I have done a takeoff. I have not done a landing. I'm very, I'm just barely a beginner. I'm not, but, but it's, it's something I felt would be good to know how to, I don't know. I just thought, what if I need to do that sometime? Wouldn't that be, what if, what if I was in a, and I just, what if I was in a situation where somebody needed to fly that plane to get us out, (laughs) you know, in my like 2012. Yeah, you know, like some kind of emergency or I don't know. So I started doing some training. I, it's expensive and I don't have a lot of time for it because I I really am kept pretty busy by by my 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 uh, missions in life. But um, but it is a thrill to handle a plane. I've done it a few times. Yes, I, I I'm nowhere near. I mean, a pilot's license you have to do ground school. I'd probably. I don't think I'd even pass, you know, but, but I have flown a, a, a little Skyhawk a few different times, a Cessna Skyhawk. Well, well, tell us about that performance driving you all actually do as well and target shooting, ballroom that, dancing, you do all kinds of stuff. I, well, if I had time, I'd be doing them on a regular basis, but this is just a list of things that I love to do and have done and do when I, when I can. Performance driving, right. I've done a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but I've done a fair amount of training on the racetracks or driving, you know, uh, with with real skill at high speeds is what that's about. Um, you know, in, in again, more trainer race cars. I've ridden also with really good drivers in a few different kinds of cars on smaller tracks to just see how they handle, um, how a really experienced driver handles a track. And, um, but I've done a lot of training also myself. And if, again, it's, it's, that's expensive. It seems I like expensive things to do. Apparently that's expensive too, you know, cause you go through tires really fast. That's one of the most expensive things. You just burn right through tires. Where does this 
adventurous spirit of yours come from that you want to do all of these different things? Uh, not a lot of people are, are like that. Not a lot of people are as brave as you to take on all of that. I couldn't do it. Um, God, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I guess that is the great mystery, isn't it? Where does our mm -hmm. spirit, where does our nature come from? I, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. This is just the way that I am. Um, I have a lot. I'm very inquisitive. I'm really curious. Um, I don't mind high, high speeds if it's being handled well. I like high speeds. It's scary handling an airplane. I wasn't like, oh, I love this. No, no, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I was like, this is terrifying. You know, oh, yeah. and in a plane, because it's one thing to be on a racetrack where, you know, all four feet, as it were, are on the ground on, on a, and, and you just are handling, you know, you're right. You, you've got a lot you're handling, but you can go right. You can go left. You can go up the hill. You can go down the hill. You know, there's a lot of things involved. But it's nothing like being on a plane in a plane where you you can go you can go right left you can go tip right left you can tip forward back you know you're not on a hard surface it's a right. really different there's more dimensions involved and so you have to really be comfortable with that and um, I guess to me that's part of the challenge is how comfortable can I be in how harrowing of a situation <laughs> <laughs> well this situation with with coronavirus is pretty harrowing and i think you're you're gonna weather it just fine and you're gonna release new music are you recording it uh at your home studio i assume you have a home studio with the audiobooks and everything i'm not i don't record music at home um because i i mean i could but i'm really I really want access to better spaces. The studio that I have is designed for voiceover and it's a small, real small space that's acoustically designed specifically for that. You could do mm -hmm. percussion or acoustic guitar or singing, but really it's not. I'm better off in a studio, in a good studio with more space and with great musicians. I mostly record in Nashville. Actually, I have a band there I record with in um, a couple different the drummer studio or the keyboard player studio. And there's space to, you know, to uh, stretch out. And there's like 500 different kinds of drums and, you know, 20 different guitars and keyboards. And there's a whole lot to choose from. So like kind of studio. Inspiring. Those are yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the studios in Nashville, they're not known for, they're not like famous studios. A lot of people just have a house and they turn it into a studio and do a lot of work there and, and places like that. But I've been, that's where most of this record was tracked, was in Nashville, at um, two of those studios in Nashville. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's wonderful. This, this conversation, I could go on for hours. I know we're just about out of time. This was so much fun. Please come back because you are, you know, you're, you're one of these people. You just keep peeling back the layers. There's more and more and more. So I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about. Thank you so much for giving us some of your self-isolation quarantine time uh, to chat today. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful to talk to you guys. You're both just completely adorable, I can tell. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and we'll, I will be back. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you again. You know, sometimes we try to frame these interviews, tell you what we're going to talk about, but... Even on my podcast on Talk for Two, when it's typically not music folks, 
Um, if it's just so wide sweeping, I just let it speak for itself. And that's what we had to do here because she just, we talked about everything. I think we spent the first half of that not even talking about music, but talking about her voiceover work. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you might see that we'll go back and forth with the uh, artist on, you know, maybe touring, maybe studio, and then back to touring just because. They took it one way, but we had other questions that we kind of wanted to steer back the other way, and then it just kind of steers back the other way again. So it's fun, and uh, they're all pretty much off the cuff, as you can tell, and uh, we just have a lot of fun doing it. So I'm I'm glad um, Carrington uh, was involved in this because she was definitely fun, and her voice is sexy as hell, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> That's quite a way to put it and quite a way to end this for the Music Universe podcast. I'm Matt Bailey. And I'm Buddy Young. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.